Welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast presented by LineStar. All things fantasy football with a little bit of sports betting. Alongside Tyler Weeman, I'm Shannon Somerville. On today's show, Daily Fantasy Projections, we've got your big-time sleepers for Week 9 and our touchdown calls, prop bets, and some underdog picks. Week 9, Tyler, halfway through the season, how does it feel? It is wild how quick this season's going, but it's been a fun year. Let's keep it rolling. Halloween, now we're looking on to Thanksgiving. Do you have some Halloween candy? Are you in a candy coma? Uh, Did you yeah, partake? I have stolen all my daughters <laughs> and I've been slowly eating it all. Well, this season has been a treat for many, mm-hmm. a trick for a lot of teams. We've had a lot of surprising storylines, including the defending Super Bowl champions are below 500. That's mm-hmm. the first time ever this late in the season for a Sean McVay-led Rams team. The Jets have a better record than both the Packers and the Bucks, and the Seahawks are the only team in the NFC West with a winning record right now. Looking at the entire NFL picture, of all the teams that have a losing record, teams like the Packers, the Bucks. Which team do you think is most likely to turn things around in the second half? I think the easy answer is the Bucks. Mm-hmm. We have Brady. We have good defense. They have O-line troubles, but they can get that figured out. And the first place team is only 4-4. Four and four. So they're not behind, mm-hmm. not very far behind first. But I'm going to throw a little curveball. Okay. I think the Broncos could turn it around. Oh, you're going with Russell Wilson and Mr. High Knees in the so, airplane. <laughs> High Knees is getting it back. Uh, we've seen Wilson go through years where he struggles and he looks awful for, you know, a portion of the season. Then he turns into Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> this year, Mr. Starts Limited. Starts- he starts cooking and he gets on fire for a stretch. If he still has the ability to do that. We could see it, and I could see the Broncos turning around a little bit. They are only two games out. Mm-hmm. So that's my off-the-wall one. Right. What, there what are, are a you lot thinking? of teams. I think, for me, the only team that stands out is Tom Brady mm-hmm. and the Bucks. Just not even – they've been playing really poorly. Mm-hmm. However, their path is just so easy. The NFC South yeah. is just so atrocious. That's the easy one. Yeah. What about the Rams? The Rams, I don't know. I really don't know. The only thing, you're right about the Rams. Under Sean McVay, he has a way of turning things around, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of just very crafty with his game planning that I could see them making a comeback, especially with Matt Stafford and his ability. And if Cooper Cup plays in the game and Mm -hmm. doesn't get hurt the rest of the season, they're always going to be in contention in games. And the Rams, like the Bucks, their big issue is that offensive line. So if they are able to do something to fortify that line a little mm-hmm. bit, they will have a chance. Even though last week was bad against the 49ers, mm-hmm. they did show some life. And you could say that Tyler Higby, the tight end for the Rams, who dropped a pass mm-hmm. that most likely would have been a touchdown. And... That could have been, you know, the yeah. the game for them right there. And they win that game, and all of a sudden we're singing a different song here mm-hmm. and not talking about them. You know what is crazy to me? You listed a bunch of different crazy things, and there's one that you left off. Mm-hmm. The AFC East and yeah. NFC East <laughs> both don't have a team under 500. Which is crazy. 
I feel like the past several years we've always said, oh, NFC least with I, the Giants totally. and the Eagles yeah. were kind of on a downswing. And now they're the best yeah. division in the mm -hmm. NFL right now. So some crazy storylines yep. to keep our eye on as we get set for the second half of the season. Now we get you set with our daily fantasy projections for week nine. Starting things off with the quarterback and Bills quarterback and frontrunner for MVP, Josh Allen. Allen's going up against the Jets this week. Now, Allen, 314 yards per game. That leads the NFL. And the Jets, their defense, though, don't sleep on that defense. They've allowed the six fewest yards per game. Allen can torch pretty much any defense, yes. though. And he also rushes a lot, too. So he provides that for daily fantasy as well. What do you make of his matchup this week? To your point, the Jets D has been good. They've mm -hmm. only allowed two quarterbacks to get over 20 fantasy points. That Those quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Right. They also happen to be the only good quarterbacks the Jets <laughs> have faced. Fair enough. But they did hold them, hold them to right around 20. I think Burrow had 23 Lamar had 21, so it's not like they were really setting uh, the league on fire those weeks. But if anybody can push that Jets uh, D, it's definitely Josh Allen. Now, I just don't see this being one of his blow-up weeks. Mm -hmm. The Jets defense, like you said, they are much improved. They are decent. Uh, I like Allen. Huge favorites. Their team doesn't take the foot off the gas. So yeah. all of that you like. I just don't think this is going to be a week where he's putting up 30-plus fantasy points. We got a little fade here to start mm -hmm. off our projections. Next up, we're taking a look at Seattle Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith going up against Arizona Cardinals. This is the NFL's Offensive Player of the Month for October. Geno leads the league in completion percentage. Not just that, though. He is third in completed air yards per pass attempt. So he's not just completing short little layup passes. He's completing long passes. And DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are in the top 25 for receiving yards. That offense just kind of hums along with Geno at the helm. What do you make of his matchup this week against an Arizona Cardinals team that ranks 27th in pass defense DVOA? Yeah, I think Geno has a great matchup here, especially if Arizona offense can push Seattle a little mm -hmm. bit. We saw this matchup a couple weeks ago, but it was in Seattle, and it was a very slow-paced game. I don't think we see that again, and I think people are going to be scared off from playing this game because of that last one we saw. But the Seahawks defense isn't as good away from home, so I think the Cardinals are going to be able to put up points. Right. Cardinals also have D-Hop back, yeah. so another reason they'll be able to put up points. And the Cardinals just got into to two shootouts. They let Dalton, uh, Andy Dalton go off. They let Kirk Cousins go off, and mm -hmm. now I think they're going to let Geno go off. Like you said, Defense isn't good. 27th versus the quarterback, allowing 260 yards a game, 1.8 touchdowns. And then if Geno can add a couple points on the ground, <laughs> you know. Geno Smith set to go he's off. He's cooking. In the NFL, Geno Smith is cooking, a sentence I did not think I would be saying <laughs> in 2021. This year's just been great for Geno Smith. It's also been great. 
For Travis Etienne, the Jacksonville Jaguars running back is on a tear, this week going up against the Las Vegas Raiders, who just got torched by Alvin Kamara for over 40 fantasy points. They allow the eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs this season. Travis Etienne on a roll right now. What do you see from him in week nine? So I love Etienne's mm -hmm. uh, prospects this week. One, that Vegas Raiders D is not scary. Mm -hmm. Also, his price is still too low since that James Robinson trade. He has a huge workload, and they just keep giving, giving him the ball. He also has big play upside, which obviously helps big time when you're looking for those ceiling games. Mm -hmm. He can absolutely bust a long one here. Next up, let's take a look at Chargers running back Austin Eckler going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Eckler has scored a touchdown mm -hmm. in each of the last four games. He'll be facing a Falcons team that ranks 22nd in opponent red zone scoring. How about that stat for you? Those touchdowns can really help you win your daily fantasy matchups. What do you think about Eckler? And he's had a couple of them. <laughs> uh, I think Eckler is in a great situation this week. There's no Keenan Allen, or likely no Keenan Allen. We still haven't had official word on that. No Mike Williams. So Eckler is going to be the number one <laughs> mm -hmm. rushing and receiving Right. weapon in this offense he could easily get 10 plus targets with his touchdown upside and added targets you're looking at a huge floor and we already know the huge ceiling that he has so i think that eckler is going to be somebody you probably want on your teams another guy you probably want on your team is patriots running back Ramondre stevenson going up against the indianapolis colts he is quietly becoming one of the best and most versatile mm -hmm. running backs in the nfl right now not a lot of people talking about him, and he deserves rather a little bit more hype. And going up against an Indianapolis Colts defense that ranks dead last in mm -hmm. rush defense DVOA. So in a great spot this week. Yeah. Belichick's talked about how in the offseason, too, they really worked on his passing game as well. So poses that threat. And, man, yeah. he's just been doing awesome. What do you think this week? Uh, to your point right there, the last two games, he's had eight targets in back-to-back -back weeks. Mm -hmm. If you're getting those target numbers with his already rushing upside, you're in a great spot. I would expect that to continue this week. Now, I liked him even before I heard yeah. that Damian Harris mm -hmm. mispracticed today. So we could be without Damian Harris this week, which just raises his floor, makes Stevenson even a better play. So it even if Harris is playing, he is their RB1. If he's not, you know, just lock him in pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, and running backs have done really well against Indy. Antonio Gibson just went off. Derrick Henry the week before. ETN the week before that. They keep giving big fantasy performances to the running back, and I think Stevenson's in a good spot. Let's take a look at our wide receivers now. We're starting things off with the Cheetah. He's going up against the Chicago Bears this week. Tyreek Hill, 120 receiving yards per game. That ranks first among wide receivers. Minimum three games played this week. Favorable matchup for him. The Bears about average in terms of their pass defense. Pass defense versus wide receiver runs. Pass DVOA ranks 15th. So kind of middle of the pack there. You're talking about Tyreek Hill, who absolutely destroys defenses. One of the best wide receivers in the league right now. Yeah. You know, with Tua back and finding that 
rhythm on offense. What do you expect from him and against the Bears? How they're scheming for Tyreek, where they're just peppering with targets and mm-hmm. getting him in open space, is just great. He's going to be just a weekly consideration here. I think you got to look at him here. We've said it week in, week out, where he is one of the only wide receivers that can get yeah. to 30 points without a touchdown. And I I would say with Tyreek, with how much how many targets and receptions he's getting, he's probably going to have more touchdowns to come. He's had less than I th- think he would have mm-hmm. thus far. So I really like Tyreek Hill this week, and I think you just got to play him. Got to play him. It, he's honestly having almost a cup-like season. Mm-hmm. His touchdown numbers just aren't there like Cups were last year. It's also incredible that he's putting up these numbers considering they've got another really good receiver in Jalen Waddell. Totally. It just seems like both are really thriving in this offense. And like the Seahawks offense, um, this offense is another Mm -hmm. one where it's like these two targets just get a huge percentage of, uh, of the balls coming their way. So let's go from the leader in receiving yards to the guy who's number two mm-hmm. right behind him, Bill Stephon Diggs, going up against the Jets this week. And the Jets actually rank six in pass DVOA versus opponents wide receiver one. Sauce Gardner, cornerback for the Jets, was even talking a little trash back in April saying, yeah, I'd have no problem covering a guy like Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Well, now here's his moment. What do you think? Yeah, sauce is going to have a tough <laughs> week here. There's not enough sauce for him. <laughs> uh, it's Stefan Diggs. Literally nobody could stop him. He, If the Bills offense is going to go how Diggs offense goes, we've seen that. And so I think Diggs is going to be fine. Yeah. Um, with, with Allen, you know, they're both their ownerships are kind of high. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't play Diggs without playing Allen. That's mm-hmm. the one thing here. So I may not play very much Diggs, but he's another guy that's a weekly start. Yeah. So Sauce might get a little worked by Stefan Diggs, especially so. since saying that, because you know these players hear it and they're oh, like a little extra motive, some bulletin board material for and them. And you know Diggs has a chip on his shoulder. Absolutely. He, he brings stuff up all the time. So I'm sure that one's playing in his mind nonstop. And it'll definitely be a conversation between him and Josh Allen where he's like, I need the targets today, oh, yeah. bud. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think he needs to ever tell Allen yeah, that because Allen's true. just been peppering him. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Another wide receiver maybe getting a little bit overlooked as mm-hmm. he kind of has been last year as well. Detroit wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown this week going up against the Packers and uh, St. Brown, 69 yards against Miami. This week, Cream, listen, Packers' defense is bad. They should be good. They've got some dudes back there. However, they're not. 24th in pass DVOA versus opponent, opposing teams. Wide receiver one. The other big news here is TJ Hawkinson, their tight end, is gone. He got traded. So leaps behind a nice big chunk of targets. What do you make of Amon Ross St. Brown's spot against the Packers? Yeah. So obviously you have to worry about Jair Alexander here. Alexander, however, doesn't always follow someone into the slot where Amon Ra will be quite, quite often here. And we have no Hawkinson. So that opens up the middle of the field even more where Amon Ra really, you know, excels. Yeah. Also, Hawkinson's target share is gone. So Amon Ra's already high target 
share is likely going to go higher. So I think you got to like Monra. Also, this game is one of the highest game totals on the week. Hawkinson leaves behind an 18% target share. I found an interesting stat. When Hawkinson was out, he had a thumb injury the final five games of the season last year. St. Brown was basically wide receiver two in season-long fantasy. Yes, he crushed it. So that's kind of a good omen. Uh, the one thing with that, I believe DeAndre, uh, DeAndre was also out. Good point there. Yeah. He's also a big playmaker, as mm-hmm. we know. I know it because he's a Georgia Bulldog. <laughs> Big game this week, by the way. Go dogs! Another big-time wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, going up against the Seahawks this week. A guy that I've been picking a lot in my prop bets, and he's been hammering the over each week. He's had over 100 yards the past two games since he's been back from his PED suspension. What do you expect for him this week against the Seahawks? So I already talked about Geno Smith. It's a game that I like. And if you're going to have Geno Smith, you might as well bring it back with DeAndre Hopkins, who's in a great game environment Mm -hmm. here at home. He's been playing way more out of the slot. He's been on an absolute mission since coming back from suspension, trying to prove everybody it wasn't uh, due to PEDs. (laughs) But he has been great. He's been great for Team Shandogs the last couple weeks. Sure has. He was worth worth stashing on my bench. Yeah, and I I think he'll, he'll... be good for DFS rosters this week. Tyler, what do you make of Chargers wide receiver Joshua Palmer going up against the Falcons this week? Cleared concussion protocol, so he is back averaging 40 yards per game. And this matchup, though, is very favorable for him. Atlanta, most passing yards per game allowed. What do you think of this former volunteer? <laughs> oh, boy. You did not like seeing this one, did you? I this did not. Week? I'm oh, not going to lie, boy. especially this week. But <laughs> I can't argue with you on this matchup, that's for sure. Yeah, so Chargers, Joshua Palmer, we're saying no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. So he steps into the wide receiver one role for this team. And what has the Falcon? What have the Falcons given up to wide receiver ones the last couple mm. weeks? Six for 152 and a touchdown last week. Week before, eight for 130 and two touchdowns. Seven for 79 and then four for 81. WR ones have been crushing the other team. Now, Josh Palmer, he's had chances this year with Keenan out, hasn't done too much. So now is really his time to step up. Right now, it looks like his ownership is really low. Mm-hmm. If it stays low, I'm all over Palmer. If he if it goes high with how he hasn't stepped into you know the WR two role, then I might fade. But wide receiver one's been doing really good against ATL. So yeah, I mean. I know personally because I got burned. DJ Moore for the Carolina yep. Panthers had an unbelievable game catch, against the Falcons. That catch oh. was insane. That pass was insane. Did you see Mahomes said that was the best pass of the year? Really? Yeah. I did not. Yeah. That's some high praise right there. <laughs> yeah, he said without a doubt the best pass of the year. Well, maybe the worst drop of the year. Yep. Tight end Tyler Higby last week against the San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers had what would be a touchdown, dropped it. Oh, it was crushing for those Rams. However, this week going up against the Bucks, now he has struggled the past few weeks, not just with that drop, averaged just 22 mm-hmm. yards combined in the last two games. However, prior to that, he was averaging 56 yards per game and was really helping out fantasy owners mm-hmm. everywhere. 
What do you make of his matchup this week going up against the Bucks, who rank 18th in past DVOA versus tight ends? So Higby started the year getting targeted a ton. Now we start to see some more Rams guys getting healthy, some more uh, more targets going elsewhere, and Higby has stayed in to block way more. Mm-hmm. But his ownership keeps staying high. Mm-hmm. People haven't caught on that he isn't the target monster that he was right. to start the mm-hmm. year. So for that reason, if ownership stays high, I'm off him. Bye, Tyler mm-hmm. Higby. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's look at Chargers tight end Gerald Everett going up against the Falcons this week. 63 yards against Seattle last game. And Atlanta 13th past DVOA versus tight ends. That's a bit middle of the pack. And you just talked about how Atlanta kind of gets torched by wide receivers. What do you make of the situation here for the tight ends? Yeah, so like we talked about for Palmer is we don't know if Palmer can really step up and mm-hmm. be the guy the Chargers need to. If he can't, tight end Gerald Everett could be the wide receiver one yeah. and the tight end <laughs> and just get a huge target share on this offense. It could literally all go to him and yeah. Eckler. So I think at low ownership, he's a really nice play. All right. We're going in on Everett. Now to our defenses and the Tampa Bay Bucks, who should have a great defense in theory. However, mm-hmm. that entire team has been kind of a dumpster fire lately. Although they're going up against another, another team with a losing fire. record in the Los Angeles Rams. The Tampa Bay defense does allow, uh, does rank 11th in yards per game allowed. Oh, man, this Rams offense, though, is bad. 297.4 yards per game. That ranks 30th. How far the mighty have fallen, the defending Super Bowl champs. So the Bucks actually have a pretty good, a nice spot here. The Bucks do have a nice spot, just with defenses in general. If right. there's high ownership, mm-hmm. like on DraftKings, I'm probably not going there. But this game is just like... So disappointing. In the beginning of the year, we would <laughs> have thought mm-hmm. this is like a circled one, yep. one of the best games of the year. And now it's like, I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> Neither team has an offensive line. Uh, and that Rams offense is not as fun as it used no, to be to watch. Neither team has a running game. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, the running games are atrocious. Because of the lack of offensive lines, both quarterbacks just got to get the ball out as quick <laughs> as they can. Like, I, I just don't love it. At least we have for the defense for the Bucks one offensive line major issues for the Rams. Two Stafford can be interception prone, and we know they're going to have to throw the ball because they can't run. So there is at least opportunities for the Tampa Bay Buck defense to score. Like that you brought up the rushing game. They've been so both teams have been abysmal at the rush game. Terrible. Rams 31st, Bucks 32nd in rush yards per game, but which is crazy. At least the Bucks could lean on the running backs to catch the ball right. and like have that an extension of their running game. Right. The Rams can't even do that. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Let's get to a more exciting team, which I never thought I would I say here. <laughs> However, it's the Atlanta Falcons going up against the Chargers. The Falcons, 31st in yards per game allowed. Chargers offense, 8th yards per game. Tyler, are you taking crazy pills or what? 
I sure am. <laughs> so we talked about Palmer. We don't know if he can be a wide receiver one. They don't really have a wide receiver two. DeAndre Carter, who would be their wide receiver two, is more of a slot guy. So you're going to get probably Bandy as the wide receiver two and Carter staying in the slot. And so they have really no weapons to catch the ball here. If Atlanta can stop the wide receivers, the Chargers could have some troubles moving the ball here. And with that, the Falcons could have a chance. Falcons have been a bit of a surprise. They've basically gone into this season saying, we're rebuilding. We're not throwing any resources into this team. I mean, you can't even name, probably the average person can't even name a player on defense. And Maybe great to share, but so yeah. there there is a path for this game. One, the Falcons want to run the ball. Yeah. So if they can slow the game down, and if the Chargers can't really move the ball because they don't have wide receivers, mm-hmm. like their actual run game isn't that great unless Eckler is able to break a big one. So if you know they could easily limit the Chargers' offense moving the ball a little bit, so we could run into a low-scoring game here. And the Chargers are still going to pass. So there's turnover and sack opportunities for the Falcons defense to score. It's a crazy one. It's low owned, but they're also cheap. Ultimate leverage there. If you want more leverage plays, make sure to check out linestarapp.com. It's where we get our information for daily fantasy. It's a great tool to help you dominate. Also has a lineup optimizer. See, if you don't want to, you don't even have to do the work. We'll do it for you at linestarapp.com. Let's move along to our week nine touchdown calls of the game. Tyler, where are you going for an anytime touchdown in week nine? I got to go to the most likely person to get a touchdown this week. He's going to have Mm -hmm. a huge workload on the ground and through the air. We're going Austin Eckler. There's going to be an air guitar (laughs) touchdown city. He might have my favorite touchdown celebration of anybody in the league. I just like to see somebody, you know, old school rocking out. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Well, I'm rocking out for my touchdown call with Jacksonville Jaguars running back Travis Etienne, who has been on an absolute tear. He's had a touchdown each of the past two weeks, and in that span, he's had over 100 rushing yards in those games. Going up against the Las Vegas Raiders, who rank 31st in opponent red zone scoring, a lot of opportunities, not just on the ground for Travis Etienne. He is a threat in the passing game as well. Etienne finds the end zone in this one. I like it. Love some Travis Etienne, although I don't know if the Clemson Tigers, his former team, is going to pull off a win this week against no. Notre Dame. We'll but see. We'll see. college football for you, for those college football fans out there. But let's take a look at our prop bets, shall we? We've got a lot of great plays this week in week nine so make sure to tune in also for our prop bets show later this week if you're watching us on youtube make sure to sign up for notifications so that you know when we come out with this video a lot of times the lines change so make sure to tune in for that now for our prop bets in week nine tyler where are you going in the prop market for this week we're going kenneth walker over 70.5 rushing yards It's on underdog at 70.5. I just think that's way too low. He's been averaging more per game, especially the last week, few weeks since he's taken over that role as RB1 for the Seahawks. He's going to do it again. It's versus the Cardinals. Not great against the running back. So. I'm going to running back as well, and I'm going Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones, over 61 and a half rushing yards. That is at minus 135. I love this prop. Jones is averaging 72 yards per game. 
143 yards against the Buffalo Bills last week. And the Bills, remember, rank fourth in opponent rushing yards per game. So he's torched an absolutely phenomenal defense this week going up against a terrible defense. The Detroit defense allowing third most rushing yards per game. Give me Aaron Jones over 61 and a half rush yards. Rocking the running backs this mm -hmm. week. There's a lot of great props sure out are. there. There are some really good ones this year. Especially this on Underdog Fantasy and on Prize Picks. If you don't already have those apps, I highly recommend downloading them. It is legal in most states, so it's a great way to get those prop bets. And we have links below. Use our promo code, and you can get your deposit matched up to $100 if you're a new user there. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please like our video if you're enjoying our content and subscribe to our channel. Make sure to do that so you know when we're coming out with all our videos. Subscribing helps Shannon and I big time. It does. So it does. Do please do it. And now we move along, lastly, to our dogs of the day. Yep. I'm naming that segment Dogs of the I Day. I like it. We've been picking underdogs we every week, so I figure underdogs. we just lean into the, the branding there. That's, all right. It works. Week nine, dogs of the day. Tyler, who are you rolling with? I'm going against your prop pick. Mm -hmm. Your prop pick here. Mm -hmm. We're going Lions plus three. Packers have just been terrible. I don't think they can keep up offensively with the Lions, which is crazy to say. Lions are home. I think the Lions steal this one. All right, I'm going to Arrowhead. Titans plus 12 and a half in this one. Man, that is just way too generous. Can't believe you're going. And down. I found a little bit of an edge here. All right, hear me out. Back in week three, the Chiefs faced Jonathan Taylor. He had over 70 yards. Chiefs lost that game. Second, the Raiders faced Josh Jacobs, 154 yards in that game. KC won by mm -hmm. just one point. So overall, KC has faced two running backs in the top 10. And Lost one, came close to losing mm -hmm. the other one. This week, oh, welcome to Arrowhead, King Henry. Derrick Henry leads the league with 108 yards per game. He had 219 against the Texans last week. And guess what? The Titans beat the Chiefs last year 27-3. to mm -hmm. They're fully capable. They are. Take the points in this one. Uh I agree. When I saw the 12-and-a-half, I did think it was too much. Yeah. Just because... The way the Titans need to win the game, it's slow, it's methodical, it is running with Derrick Henry, and that just doesn't warrant a big game score. Yeah, and I think they pound the rock, and mm -hmm. it seems to be their Achilles heel is that rushing game, as we've seen with those two top 10 running backs, and <laughs> Derrick Henry's number one. Come on, he's going to mm -hmm. have a great game in this one. All right, those are our game picks. Make sure, again, to sign up for notifications. We're coming out with a prop video later this week, so make sure to tune in for that. And all of the information you can find at linestarapp.com, so check that out as well. That's going to do it for us. Week 9 is here. We're ready to roll this week. Good luck to you in your daily fantasy and your prop bets. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.